Hello Warriors, how you guys doing this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. You know, I forgot to introduce the podcast last week when we did Friday the 13th, Richard. (laughs) Uh, I did Friday the 13th part 6 last week and we just kind of hopped on in. I forgot to uh, introduce the podcast. But you are listening to Horror Movie Warriors. And tonight, we are discussing Halloween Ends, which was, you know, we all know it was um, released last year um, on October 14th, actually. Um, but, um, well, my guests today are, well, Richard Moylan is back. He was with me last week, and he's back. And uh, Nathan Dilla uh, makes his yeah. way back to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, how are you guys doing? How have you been? Richard, we'll good. start with you. Doing pretty good. And yeah, Nathan. Very good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yes, sir. It's good to have you back. And good um, to be on, too. Yes, yes. I'm so glad that you're right here. And, and I, I've been good, too. I, I just um, have been dealing with a toothache. Um, I, right, I think, I, I, think um, I chipped my right back tooth. So now I have to get that fixed. I'll either get it fixed or I'll get it taken out because Lord knows I don't have the money, you know, to do basically anything. I feel you on the dental work thing. I just had a ton of it done this fall. Yes. I feel you. I I hate it. And I hate not being able to chew on both sides, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I do have a dentist appointment. I I made a dentist appointment for November, uh, which it will be, you know, it'll be November about, what, two or three weeks. So um, I just have to deal with the pain until then, you know, soft foods, uh, no sugar, because when I have sugar, that's when the pain just Uh, drops. It's probably a cavity, man. Uh, I hate cavities. But, hey, you know, I mean, what are we, like a week and a half from Halloween? So yes, cool. yes, we are. No, uh, uh, like two weeks, right? Well, it'll be a week from this coming. About a week and a half. Oh, a oh. week from this coming Tuesday will be. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right. So, so about two weeks. About a, about a week and a half. You know, yeah, yeah. Or so. Yeah, I, I'm excited. That that's why you know I I have uh, this is actually my Halloween extravaganza. That's what there I call it. <laughs> my Halloween extra extravaganza. Today you get Halloween ends, and, and then tomorrow I'm doing uh, Summer Party Massacre three, and then on Sunday I'm doing West Craven's New Nightmare. So, and then okay. next weekend I have a whole you know good list too next weekend i'm doing uh, next friday i'm doing um screen five and then on saturday i'm doing the howling and then um on sunday i'm doing 976 evil 2 now wow. nine, i didn't know there was a part two yes <laughs> you didn't know there was a part two a lot of people no. didn't know that there was a part two just like a lot of people didn't know that slumber party massacre 3 um is actually canon <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I think I've seen that one in the video store, so I've heard of that one. Yeah. The yeah. Howling's going to be a good one. That, that's that's interesting. Like, those are all very, like, for both weekends. 
like each movie is a very different type of horror movie. So that's, a, that's a really interesting schedule. Yes, yes. My God, I, and I can't wait to do them either. You know, um, yeah. I was very hesitant to do Halloween Ends because I personally, and you guys know this, I don't really like the movie. But as I said, you know, uh, kind of like you, Richard, you know, with the rewatch of it, you know, you said, you, you know, you have a different opinion on it now. As do I. I still don't like it. But if I leave out the fact that it's a Halloween movie, <laughs> because yeah. Michael doesn't make his way into the movie until 38 minutes into the movie. Right. Right. So if right. I leave that part out of it, it's a tragic love story. It's like yeah. it's like um, Romeo and Juliet in reverse. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. See? This will be a good one because you're on the side of like not particularly liking it, which I think is generally the sentiment on this one for most people. But and then Richard is in the camp that is kind of emerging right now online. Actually, I've seen it a lot this week of people that are watching it again, giving it a second chance, knowing what they're in for this time, and they kind of like it a little bit more. And then I'm in the camp of I loved it originally, and each time I watch it, I love it even more. And I would even go as far to say that it's a masterpiece. Right, um, but uh, you know, I agree that I would say that it's not as much of a Halloween movie as uh, most of them are, but it's definitely more of a Halloween movie than Season of the Witch. <laughs> because at least, Michael well, yeah, because <laughs> Season of the Witch didn't have Michael in it at all. So <laughs> yeah, but Season of the Witch is a good movie too. It's oh yeah, now I love Season. A lot of people don't like Season of the Witch, but I, I it grew on me. Like it. It's just not every single time I've seen it, it grows even more on me. Yeah, as, as a, a standalone good. movie, it isn't bad. Right now, see, that's what I feel. That's how I feel about Halloween right. ends. That's exactly how I feel about Halloween. Yeah, I, I, I don't even call it Halloween 3. I just call it Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch, yeah. Right, right. Now, see, I don't it's know what, what I could call Halloween Ends. Maybe I could just say Ends or something. I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, well, I mean, at least Ends has, you know, it does have Michael, and it certainly has Michael as an idea throughout. Mm-hmm. Michael as a, as a force, as an untangible uh, concept is, is pervasive throughout the script for certain. But yeah, definitely a much different film than Kills, certainly, and even Halloween 2018, I would say. I I think that's, uh, I can almost guarantee that's why I didn't like it at first. I mean, I I went in expecting it to pick up right where Kills left off. I I was expecting Michael to be this brutal monster that he was in Kills. And when that didn't happen, and I think everybody uh, felt yeah, like, like that. You, like you said, Latrice, it's, it's almost forty minutes in before you even see him. And then when I realized, the, and, and I called it at the time, I called it the Allison and Corey show. <laughs> and at that point, I tuned out. Mm-hmm. Which it is. I mean, like I said, it's a love story. It's a tragic well, I, love story. Some people have. I think they were trying to make fun of it, but I think it's kind of cutesy or fun uh, they've called a Halloween Corey story yeah <laughs> right. and, and you know problem. yeah um, but I think that's, that, that works I mean I, I, I just love the character of Corey so much and I love his art so much that I don't mind that there's less Michael and I guess like 
I had read, like, I can't remember how far out it was from the movie. I had read that it took place four years later. And, yes, and Jamie yes, Lee Curtis quoted as saying that she had read the script and she thought it was extremely different from Halloween Kills. And so I was kind of preparing myself for it to be, I knew, I didn't know how it was going to be different, but I knew that it was going to be not Kills. Um, which right. for me had to prep myself for that because I absolutely loved Halloween Kills. Um, and as far as like a Michael Myers movie, Halloween Kills is one of the best ones in the entire franchise, I would say. Now, see, for me, I loved, um, of course, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. But after them, right. um, Halloween 4 was my complete favorite. And it might have been due to Danielle Harris's acting. Because yeah, that girl, yeah, you know, yeah. even as a kid, she was she was just a force to be reckoned with. Oh and, yeah. And not only in the horror genre, you know, in in every genre that she did, she was actually really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis, but she did awesome in that. Um I she was awesome. Huh? Actually, actually, I just got that confused with the last action hero. With, uh, <laughs> with no, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, no. Uh, uh, she was also good in um, the com the comedy movie um, "Don't Tell Moms." The babysitter said, "With um, uh, oh my gosh, what is that girl's What's their name? name?" Yeah, I can't remember. No, no, Elizabeth, she wasn't in that. Uh, uh, I know what you're Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Oh, that, oh yeah. yeah. You guys will have to forgive me. My mind is this. But, but, because I, I knew, I knew who, who I was talking about. I could see her as clear as day. Uh, yes, Christina Applegate. Um, she did good in that movie. Hatchet too. Oh, she was awesome in Hatchet yeah, 2. So good in Hatchet 2. Oh my gosh. In Hatchet, Hatchet 3, she's good in that too. And real. Victor Crowley. Yep. So yep. the girl has some acting chops. You know, yeah. she can yeah, she, act she, her she butt like, off. She so, doesn't really age either. Uh, no, she doesn't. She's like, like older than me. She, I, older, see, I'm 42. I'm 42. <laughs> so I think she's about two years older, older than me. You'll see a little bit of Jamie Lloyd in there. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's aged like a fine wine. She's got the whatever DNA that Charlie Snarren has. Right. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, so, uh, part four was my favorite. I didn't really like part yeah. five. But that wasn't because um, of anything other than... I don't, I don't know. I just, um, it just didn't appeal to me as much as part four did. But I yeah. got to say, part five is a lot better than part six. And I don't even hate part six. I don't hate yeah. part six at all. A lot of people yeah. do because, you know, it went into another, they say that it went into that another went direction. But I say that it kind of went in line with part four. Yeah. And it 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 um uh it kind of um the story out of part one and part two, I mean, it kind of made sense. Like, why would he be going after his sister? Why would he, you know, uh, you know? And of course, but when Halloween twenty eighteen came out, that was no longer canon. And I think that's probably why I don't like 
the new trilogy because I, I love the old you know ones well, so much you know I think it's better to think of it as not so much uh, can not canon not canon but more so different timelines mm-hmm. you know because we have like different timelines now we have the originals with all the original sequels and we have the the Halloween H2O timeline right we have the Halloween trilogy can uh, timeline and then we have the Rob Zombie Halloween timeline and then we have right. the season of the witch which is on its own and a separate timeline right right um, so it, that's what's interesting about this franchise is it like it's like has a lot to offer a little bit of some a little bit of everything to offer everyone depending on what your particular flavor or brand of Halloween right well I will say something there is hope I'm not going to talk about that hope until we get there but there is yeah. hope for people like me who loves yeah the original there's yeah. hope and I will I'm gonna explain more when we get to it but now that we mentioned Halloween 4 and Daniel Harris we didn't get this on the recording we were talking about it before but um, talking about how with that movie they, they hinted at maybe exploring uh, you know the way it ends with Daniel Jamie Lloyd like, oh yeah with a knife and she murdered and all this and so they were they were hinting at exploring this idea that Michael Myers' evil could be passed on. And they, with five, they didn't go that direction. They went mm-hmm. a whole other direction with it. And so, you know, if, if nothing else, whether you love or hate Halloween ends, I would say that we should be grateful for it in the sense that they finally fully explored and fully fleshed out what it looks like if Michael Myers' evil can, in fact, be passed on. Oh, yeah. uh, the, answer to the, the answer to the question became, it can be. Uh, but they explored that and fully fleshed it out, which is something that I know at least some of the fan base was wishing they had done originally. And uh, yeah. so I thought that was an interesting direction to take it because it was definitely kind of a, a plot thread that had a lot of potential that didn't get to get in which is why I think people like Richard and stuff are like seeing it in a different light when they see it a second time because you're no longer looking at it with these expectations of what it could have been but so more so like appreciating it for for what it what they made it in the first place I guess mm-hmm. yeah well let me hop into the questions here um uh, well uh, uh okay uh, who was your favorite character um uh, uh Nathan we'll start with you who was your favorite character i, I think you've already told us but <laughs> yeah I mean I, I mean I can't really go with anyone other than Corey just because I like his character I like everything that happens to him his arc like I was really pay, paying attention to his character in particular last night when I was watching again um I just you know you say you don't like it because Michael's not in it as much but I feel like Corey's character is so strong and and he de- the actor that plays him does such a good job of conveying the changes, the subtle changes in, in him as Michael begins to affect him mm-hmm. and change him. Um, and the actor does a good job portraying that like subtly throughout the movie as his character progressively becomes more and more like Michael to the point where at the end he he's dressed up as Michael with the mask and killing and basically in his place. Um, and so, yeah, that progression was just really handled well by the actor. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just such a strong, like I said, the way they explored the concept of someone else, another person becoming 
Michael. Right. Um, it's, it's just so fascinating to me. So definitely Corey for me. And uh, Richard, how about you? Who is your favorite character? Um, I gotta agree with Nathan on this one. Uh, I, I got, I'm going with Corey. Uh, pretty much for for the reasons that <clears throat> excuse me that Nathan just talked about um, that there's just uh, this the change in his character. He goes from a nerdy schoolboy. He kind of looks like Arnie Cunningham from Christine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. I, I, li- I like the parallel between their names. There. Yeah. Arnie um, and Corey. <laughs> and then as the movie goes on, you can just see he's 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 losing it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of like uh, kind of like Carrie. Yeah. You know, they, they pushed her and pushed her and pushed her mm-hmm. until finally she just snaps. Yeah. And the same, pretty much a, a similar thing happened to Corey. You know, through circumstances beyond his control. Well, if you count the. Uh, the kid in the beginning, you know, he, Corey could have done a better job controlling that, but circumstances put him on this path. Right. And uh, the, the scene in the sewer when Michael you know, grabs him and you think that, you know, that this is the end of Corey, you know, that they have that moment where they kind of connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from that, in my opinion, from that point on, there was no going back. Yeah. That, that was like the point of no return for Corey. Uh-huh. And finally, like I said, like with Carrie, they pushed him too far and he snapped. Yeah. Right, right. And, and well, that- even Corey was confused by that because he, he asked Allison later, he says, did Michael, did he purposely let you go? Hmm. Or did, or did someone save you or something? Because he was like confused as to everything he'd heard about Michael Myers and then Michael doesn't kill and mm-hmm. even he's questioning, okay, why didn't he kill me? Why am I special? What makes me special? Right, and those are all good questions. And I think that might be the other reason why people didn't like this movie. Because Michael Myers will kill you without any hesitation. So why did he let Corey go? Maybe because he. I think when they locked eyes, I, I think they saw he saw in him... The potential, potential. To, the potential to infect yeah. him with what Michael himself was infected with. And it, it's funny, uh, the other night, my, my daughter and I were watching together. And when I saw this in the theater, I brought my kids because we'd seen 2018 and we saw Kills. So we got to figure, we got to finish the trilogy. Right. But remember, I didn't like it. My son didn't like it. My daughter did. <laughs> and so as we're we're winding up to watch this the other night she told me keep an open mind you know it's not just about Michael and Lori and she was right about that well they they established that in Kills with it not being like like they established the whole thing when Lori's in the hospital that she she's still thinking that it's all about her, but then they right. establish that no, it's not about no, you. It's not. Just you're just caught in the crosshairs of this larger thing. Um, and I think they just kind of drove that point home with the plot following in by just being like, look, it isn't all about her. It's about the town. It's about everyone. It's about Michael himself. It's about the aura of evil that surrounds him. 
Right, right. Well, uh, my favorite uh, character. Now, I didn't have anybody as my favorite character actually because everybody got on my nerves. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> got on my freaking nerves. <laughs> like I said, we have we have all three different opinions tonight. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but if I look at like I said, I have to look at it a completely different way in order to even like the movie. So right. if I if I uh, if I look at it through the eyes of oh this is a tragic love story and it's kind of a sick love story, uh, then I would have to go with. Geez, I don't even know. <laughs> they all got on my nerves. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, and uh, and let's see. Allison. I mean, she was the girl who you know lost her mom, lost her dad, lost her friends, lost herself, basically. Um, and so when Corey comes along, when she sees him. They had a connection too, you know. They yeah. they loved yeah. the eyes, and lost. it was love at first bite. And uh, uh, and so, I guess in 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 saying that, I guess I would have to go with I and, and even she got on my nerves. Allison, it, it it would have to be Allison, but she did get on my nerves. Something awful. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, but it would have to be Allison if I'm looking at it through the eyes of, oh, this is a tragic love story. Yeah. One thing I, um, I know, and I just thought of this now, remember from the other night, it's like, since 2018, this kid has been on a slow burn. After everything that happened to her in 2018 and kills, you knew that there was some point where she was just going to snap. Yeah. Like, like Corey. Yeah. And the, the one scene where she confronts Jamie Lee saying, you're obsessed with death. And right. that, that whole scene is like, that was, that was her breaking point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, yeah, it's interesting with her because she has that, that moment. And then, and she's fully like backing Corey at that point. But then where it clicks for her is she stops on the road and she sees the the radio tower on fire, which her and Corey were just staring at the night before recently. And and then I think she connected that with when they were talking about burning it all down and he said all that. And then she she realized in that moment, he's the one that lit the radio station on fire and then she finds out that her Jamie Lee that she called in a suicide and so she's like okay wait a minute maybe maybe Lori was telling me the truth back there and that's why she goes back to the house I think is because she realizes like there is something to Corey being a bad dude because that's definitely him that burning down the radio station and Right. And then she becomes concerned with the, the suicide call. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting how all that kind of flushes out. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, uh, who is everybody's least favorite character? And Richard, I'll, I'll start with you um, this time. Oh, I got a bunch. <laughs> 
Number one. How about give us two? Give us two. Give us two. Okay, well, how about five? (laughs) (laughs) Four good ones, but four high school kids. Oh, God, I couldn't stand them. Um, I'm right there with you, sir. The little boy from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Know, my bit. language is going to get salty here, but he was such a little shit. That's what I just said. I said he was a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no I'm sorry. He, he, didn't, he didn't deserve that, but at the same time, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was his, the accident was his fault. <clears throat> yes. Yes. I, 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 why would you go up all of those stairs? And that's why I say everybody in this movie got on my nerves. Yeah. Because I mean, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody. The little boy got on my nerves. His parents got on my nerves. Uh, the parents came home, and you can clearly hear Corey saying, "I'm going to kill you, Jeremy." Um, right. And did you see the house? Did you see how big the house is? Why? Uh, Now, me, I have a six-year-old son. I am not going to go buy the biggest house in the... Are you kidding me? <laughs> he first of all, Christopher is as clumsy as I am. Heck, I'm I'm clumsy. I will vault off that dang banister if I'm not careful. Right. You're gonna go and buy a dang mansion that has this Bible care that I mean that was like five or six floors up. What? Easily. Why would you even do that yet? But yeah, well, remember last year, uh, Richard, uh, when I did my 200th episode and Kelly, Kelly Dunsmore said that (laughs) she said that my favorite death was the little boy on Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was posting the other day on X about uh, asking people what their favorite, like, kid death was in a horror movie and somebody uh, the first one I saw was somebody posted with that with, with Jeremy they were like that's, <laughs> that's my favorite kid dying in a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> does that make us bad people my yeah. god no, I think it just confirms that he was like you know, uh, he, he was obnoxious he was a very obnoxious <laughs> little boy I, I I I tell you but but no I mean uh Nobody will ever take the place of, and you know I love kids in, in horror movies. Uh, uh, they can be hit or miss, but I do love kids. That, for the most part, I love kids in, in uh, spooky movies such as this. But that little little girl in Pet Cemetery, the first one I'm talking about, the 1989 oh, one. Oh, Ellie! Oh my God! That girl was so whiny. I wanted to punch her through the dang TV set. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's Zelda do it for you. <laughs> she oh. was just so annoying. That's that's another reason why I can't watch Pet Cemetery. Mm, I'm ready to choke the girl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but no. Um, but yeah, I, I I understand where you were coming from, Richard. Yeah, because the little boy is obnoxious. Oh, <laughs> so, who was your uh, least favorite character, um, Nathan? I mean, obviously we all agree on that one, but um, I guess it, outside of that, I I, I just because he's in the movie more, uh, Doug Mullaney. 
officer Doug Mullaney. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the boy, the former boyfriend of Allison. I mean, he lives up to his who he was as a child, which they show. Right, and you, you're um, right. You, you know what? I it's just the type of guy that he is. The guy that like purposely almost doesn't take a hint when it's pretty like, in his face, like. And then you know, Allison the did not Corey want him have to get involved and, and be like, we're good. And then, you know, like when Corey like jumped up from the table and got in his face, I thought that was actually pretty badass. Like, I did too. I was like, yeah, that guy's, he's being like a total, like D-I-C-K. And he, he was harassing Allison and, you know, at least Corey stood up for her because she, deserved, yeah. she deserves someone to stand up for after all she's been through. And, and I think that's what kind of makes it even more tragic what happens with them is everyone what happens with Corey is because, you know, in a lot of ways, he is the right guy for See? Because, there, like, like, the fact that there he it is. Like to stand up to a guy. Tragic love story. Yeah. So, you know, and then, of course, you know, he... Uh, dispenses with Mulaney, Officer Mulaney by, uh, you know, restraining him and, and having Michael kill him to kind of regain his his uh, his strength. Um, and so, yeah, it, that's a very satisfying kill in the sense that, like, if anybody, like, him, Mulaney, and the jock kid, Terry, are mm-hmm. the two characters, I would say, that deserved to die the most. Yes, yes. Uh, and so, you know, yeah. Well, uh, we're going to take a little br- break, and then when we get back, I'll ask you guys what your favorite scene is. We will be right back after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 72 collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.mstreetoys.com. If you guys can't make it into, into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. All right, Warriors, we are back. And, okay, so what is your guys' favorite scene on Halloween ends? And, Nathan, I'll go back to you um, for this question first. Uh, What was your favorite scene in Halloween ends? Maybe go to Richard. I need a minute on that one. Okay. (laughs) Well, Richard, what is your favorite scene? 
Um, as usual, I have about two. Uh, <laughs> one was the uh, in the junkyard when the four bullies got theirs. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you, you know any any scene involving bullies getting theirs, you know, you know I'm going to be up there for that one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that, and uh, the most one of the most creative Halloween kills I've seen in the whole franchise was the blowtorch in the mouth. Well, you know, yeah. I I have that yeah, as a no. question, so you're gonna have to repeat yourself. Okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and um, the final fight at the end, the the last fifteen to twenty minutes. Of oh, the between Michael and Lori. Yeah, yeah. yeah the final yeah. fight with Michael and Lori, and that little trip to the junkyard that they took afterwards. Yeah. Right, right. If, uh, pardon the expression, but you can say that Lori shredded him. <laughs> well, uh, and I don't, I don't mean to hop ahead of you, Nathan, but I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, that is my uh, favorite uh, uh, scene too, because um, that was the Halloween feel that I got. I said, yeah, right. "This is Halloween right here." That that where where Michael is no holds barred. I mean, he kills Corey and then goes after Lori. That is what Michael Myers does. Michael Myers does not leave anybody alive. He kills you. Yeah. Yeah. He kills you. That's what he does. And so when that happened, that was like, okay, we are no longer in the twisted, in the, uh, a tragic love story movie. We are now in Halloween. Yeah. Well, it was almost like Corey had like served whatever purpose Michael wanted right. him to serve, and so he was like, "Okay, I'm done. With I'm you done now. with you now. Now I can go back to being me. This can go yeah. back to being my movie. This can go be go go back to being my story. I don't yeah. have anything. Yeah, I, that that was like Michael saying, "Hey, I don't share the spotlight with anybody." Right? Exactly. Yeah, but you and know, that's why for, it was. That's why. Back, but, you know, yeah, that's why it became a. Uh, it yeah. became more Halloween-ish for me. You know, a lot. Yeah. Of, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, that became that was why. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was when it became Halloween. Yeah, for me. I mean, I think it's it's very important to note that. Although Corey tried to kill himself and thereby turning Allison against Lori, he didn't ultimately get that gratification. And Michael was the one that kills him, the, the one that created the mm-hmm. mess that ended up being Corey, mm-hmm. is the one that takes him out. And I think that was extremely intentional, like as far as the story goes. And um, that even Corey didn't get the last laugh that Michael ultimately got the last laugh. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, I was noting that last night, like, it's like, why not, you know, it seems like he should have been dead, but he had one little gasp of uh, energy left in his, his body and tried to stop Michael, I guess, or grab the mask or something, whatever he was doing. And Michael was like, no, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to dispense with you now and right. return to my former self right exactly it's, so it's, word, favorite scene is what yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean I agree with all, everything that's been said for sure um, I also like 
Uh, I like the diner scene that we were talking about earlier. I love the, the whole, the way it ends with Allison saying, let's just burn it all down. And he, he goes, I'll light the match. Like, right. It's just like, I don't know, just as far as script writing goes and everything and the way they portrayed it, I thought it was really good. And then the scene between Lori and Corey in the I... house where he had killed Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with, with it, especially with it leading up to him saying he thinks she's still there at the time, and he said he it's a callback to when they first met at the gas station when mm-hmm. Corey saves him, and he says, "No, no, I'm the psycho. You're the freak show." Mm-hmm. And then he looks up, and she's gone. But it's just such like very the script is very poetic um, with stuff like that. There's a lot of little lines like that that like reference other things or uh, from the other films or just other parts in the, in that same story um so i thought that was that was a cool scene. and you know i go back and forth uh because you know like i said i see it as a tragic love story and i go back and forth between romeo and juliet or bonnie and clyde <laughs> i see them as both actually they could, they could both could be Romeo and Juliet because you know Lori was um, opposed to their relationship, and then right. Bonnie and Clyde because they both wanted to kill people. I think Allison wanted to kill some people herself. Now, I think she did. I think I mean, and they could have went that route. You know where the whole burn it down thing came yeah. from. Yeah, but like the the interesting thing about you mentioning that though is the fact that. Allison and her boyfriend and in the original two movie, the first two movies, they play a gender, they dress up as a gender swapped on Yes, yes they did, they did and Her and her and her boyfriend on the mm-hmm. Halloween 2018 night. Yep um, So yeah, that's interesting, I wonder if that was uh, where the, the kind of similarity to Bonnie and Clyde was intentional right? they had already kind of established that reference Yeah Um with her and her original boyfriend. Yeah. That's got to be intentional. I, and he, I never thought about that, but I yeah. think you're right, Nathan. I think yeah. that that might be intentional. Maybe that was what we were supposed to be. I, I'm telling you, because this is a tragic love story. It's not a yeah. Halloween movie. In my opinion, like I said, I cannot speak for everybody else, but for me, this was not a Halloween movie. It was more of a tragic love tale. Well, but what makes it tragic is what Michael essentially does to Corey. Yeah, that's he, true, too. Or what he turns him into. It's because of Michael that Corey does actually become the monster that he's been accused of being for four years or three yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we'll um, harp on that some more later. I, I do yeah. have, yeah, I will harp on that some more later. But um, uh, so what is everybody's least favorite scene? Uh, oh, wait a minute. I don't think I gave mine. Did I give mine? Yeah, I did. I think I did. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah, 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 I, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. jumped ahead of you, Nathan. But, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. So who is everybody's least favorite scene? What What is everybody's least favorite scene? Uh, Richard, we'll go with you uh, for this one first who um, what is your least favorite scene in the movie there wasn't i think there were a couple of points uh throughout the movie where the people of haddonfield 
kind of blamed Lori herself for yeah. the sense of wrongness. He, they blamed her for Michael. Um, uh, that there was that one scene where the uh, the one survivor from Kills who got the light bulb in the neck. What was her name? Chandra. Chandra. Oh, Chandra. Yeah. Chandra. Or Chandra. Yeah, the, uh, the the sister approaches Lori and says, "You know, look what you did. This is all your fault." Uh, you know, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. No, okay, just okay. Um, so yeah, any any time that because um, it, it wasn't Lori's fault, right? No, no, none of it was. Well, none of that was Lori's fault. It wasn't her fault. The escape from the asylum in uh, nineteen seventy eight. Wasn't her fault that uh, Annie, Bob, and Linda were killed, right? So, and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like they were pushing her in, in kind of the same way they were pushing Corey, mm-hmm. right? Except uh, Corey snapped, she didn't, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and anytime the the the, uh, the people of Haddonfield were making her feel like feel lousy about herself yeah it's just right. like, it's not her fault right i think it's so interesting I've... when she had that conversation with the jeremy's dad the dad from the yes beginning. It, because he says he said that when people started getting mad at Corey for what happened it made him mad because he felt like people that didn't even know him or his son were taking his pain and in using it for their own purposes right and and i think that was that line was in there because lori related to that yeah like lori strode that's her story is the entire town you know everything that's happened to her over the years from michael has been taken by other people in the town and and you know and that came out in various ways it came out with you know, with Sandra's sister saying, you know, it's it's because of you yeah. and you provoked right. Michael, oh, and right. so he tried to kill my sister. And then when she's talking to to Corey's mom, she gets it from the other angle of, yep. you know, if if Michael wouldn't have gone away because of you, then my son wouldn't have gotten become the new boogeyman. Right. You know? And so it was almost like she couldn't win. But it, right. you just see though how different people in the town, like, used what has happened to Lori and kind of perverted it into their own purposes and their own pains uh, right. that aren't even really related to what actually happened. Right. Right. And I agree with the both of you. You know, that was my least favorite scene. I was yeah. like, well, heck, she, she can't win for lose, can she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can't win for lose at all. It's well, like you see um, how she reacts, like with Corey's mom. She just she says, "Okay, sorry," and she just walks out and just walks out leaves the house. She doesn't yeah. even like at this point. I mean, you imagine how many times this has happened over the four years, right? Um, that she's to the point where she just walks out mm-hmm. when when it starts. Well, I, and even when yeah. Sandra was uh, or Sandra's sister was berating her, she even walked out. Then she was like, "Well, I." I yeah, she at I first can't. she was confused, which is why I think she stuck around for a minute. But then when she realized that she was like blaming her for what happened to her sister, she's just like, okay, well, like was that wasn't my fault. Go, but, yeah, you know, it, well, which that it was wasn't. the interesting thing too is Sandra's sister. Uh, 
saw Lori smiling when she came out of the grocery store and she was smiling because she had just talked with, uh, uh, right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and, and she accused her of, you know, you don't basically have the right to smile. Right. Of, of what you right. did, what your, your involvement with Michael, which is the same thing that happens to Corey when he's smiling after dancing with Allison and he goes to the bar and Jeremy's mom is there and he says, you think you can just come out here and have a good time? Basically saying like, because of what happened to my son, you're not allowed to ever have a good time for the rest of your life. And that's exactly what Sandra's sister was saying to Lori as well. You're not allowed to ever be happy because of your involvement with this dark thing. Um, which is obviously excruciatingly unfair to both of them. It is. It is um, to to treat someone like that and to say you're you're not allowed to ever be happy because I don't like your involvement in something that's right, you know. right. And, so, and but, I, I yeah, yep. But again, they re, they react differently, right? Like Lori right. doesn't go out and don the suit and start killing people like right. Lori. Does. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting that. It, similar things happen to both of them all right right now i completely understand what you're getting at yeah and okay my next question is uh whose kill scene was more creative in your opinion and uh now richard i know you um has said yours already um yep. uh, you could say it again <laughs> uh, when, uh, when in the in the junkyard when the four bullies are are being killed, uh, the blowtorch in the mouth. Yeah, that was my most creative scene as well. And, and Nathan, how about you? What was your um, most creative scene? Uh, I mean, kill scene, one, that most that creative kill scene. Uh, let's see. There's a couple. I'll say Corey's kill when he has the he plastic bags, the doctor, and corkscrews him in the neck multiple times uh, at the house when him mm-hmm. and Michael are killing together. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 with the doctor that were, that's uh, Allison's boss. Mm-hmm. And he takes his uh, newly promoted nurse to his house to have sex with her. It, yeah. Um, it, you know yeah. what? That, that brings something to my remembrance what I was thinking of as I was watching this. I think if they were going to go that route where Michael has kind of like a tag team, if you will. Right. I mean, which starts with, uh, what's his name, the Mulaney guy when Corey's restraining him while Michael right. kills him. Right, right. Yeah. I think what they needed to do, because, you know, like you said, Nathan, a lot of people did, don't like this one at all. You know, they might like it now, you know, with a few more rewatches like like Richard here. But I think that if they wanted to go that route, they should have finished stronger than what they ended with. So that they could make a new another one with that plot in mind. That, that this is just my opinion. This is my thinking. I was thinking about this um, yeah. um, when I was watching it again. Um, but then I know that um, 
with Blumhouse, I think they aren't going to make another one. No, I, I, from what I understand, the rights are reverting to like two others. Yes, yeah, they're, they're they are reverting. Actually, I, and I have that as my fun fact, and that was yeah. the hope that I was I was talking yeah. about because yeah. they are being it, it is reverting back to the original producer's son. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I had a I feeling maybe they were considering like a potential series instead of a movie this time maybe. yes yes interesting... I, yeah i the, the halloween franchise all of these franchises uh friday the 13th nightmare on Elm street halloween they are too popular to ever just go away right yeah yeah you know, this story this story may be over obviously it is over right yeah <laughs> yeah um but i don't think the franchise is over no. yeah yeah, and, well, and it, I mean, have to be re retooled. Rebooted, yeah, yeah. Re I mean, but again. but I mean, they could bring it back in a way where, because look at Ghostbusters, right? The original director is passed on, God bless his soul, but his son remade it. His son was the director of Ghostbusters, um, the Afterlife. Right. Yeah, Ivan Reitman and uh, what's his yeah. name? Uh, oh gosh, I forget, I forget uh, too, Nathan. But yeah, uh, yeah. Ivan is. Uh, I think that was. Is his? Is that his son, or is that the original director? Because I know the original director Ivan passed away. Huh? Ivan Reitman was the original. Okay, his son took over as director. Okay. Now okay. with uh, Mustafa, Mustafa has passed on himself, and now that his son oh, is Mustafa taking over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now that his son is taking over, that gives me hope because I know Mustafa. He loved. He was like Donald Pleasance, right? He he loved the Halloween yeah. series. Donald Pleasance loved playing Doctor Sam Loomis. Is uh is uh his, Ivan Reitman? His son was that directed uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's Jason Reitman. Okay. Yes, Jason yeah. Reitman. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. One one thing about that um the uh the doctor's house scene. I love the callback to nineteen seventy eight when Michael busts out the door, grabs her by the neck, slams her up against the wall, lifts yes. her up, yes. and her trunk. Yep. 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 That yep. was the callback. Yep. In nineteen seventy eight. I thought yep. that was awesome. Yeah, that whole scene scene was really cool. And then my other one I was going to mention was, uh, I was looking up her name again, but um, Margot, which is one of the four bullies. Yes. Uh, and what's interesting about Margot um, is she she was the least of the bullies because she was always kind of against what was going on. Yes, she was. After that first encounter, she was very hesitant, kind of trying to get them to stop. And anyways, you know, she she's on the she makes it to the other side of the fence but she's still on the fence right and then, which gets plowed down by the yep. truck and so she gets pinned like kind of half mutilated to the ground and then it ends with Corey doing the michael myers head stomp and crushing her head like a pumpkin yep and so <laughs> which is a callback i think to when michael does that halloween kills so which shows even more similarity between you know Corey becoming Michael, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I just love 
head stomp kills like that, like when they're done well and it looks good, like mm-hmm. it's just very, you know, it's it's unrealistic, but it's very entertaining. Right. Yeah. Very creative. Nothing else. Very creative. Yeah. Um, very creative for sure. So, and and now, you know, being pinned behind the fence on top of that makes it even worse. No. We're just sad that she has such a brutal death because. <laughs> She probably deserved it the least of the four, <laughs> but she definitely had one of the more entertaining deaths. Now, I, I do have a question uh, for you guys because I was thinking about this when I was uh, watching the movie again. Uh, I I think that the bullies were bullying Corey because they could. They they thought that they could. Because it wasn't the fact that he murdered this six-year-old boy. Because I think, I think if he, if he was really a murderer, that they would have been scared shitless of him. Excuse my language, but I know if I thought that somebody murdered somebody, I would be scared to taunt them like that. They knew, I think they knew that he did not mean to hurt that little boy they just bullied him because for the sake of bullying him well they were exploiting the situation because you have to think too these were seniors in high school so 18 at the most 17 and 18 year olds bullying a 25 year old yeah so the fact that they felt they could even do that just shows how much they were exploiting his situation the whole th- and the whole thing started because Corey wouldn't buy him a beer right mm-hmm. Remember, they came like, out to say, hey, you know, we got a thing to go to. Would you mind going inside and buying us some beer? And Corey right. said no, and that's what started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he wasn't being cool, you know. Right. So, and then, and then they like, realized oh, who he was. I know you. Yeah, and then they realized who he was, and I think because they were mad at him, they exploited his yeah. situation, and, you know, they knew that, obviously, he had developed some kind of reputation for just kind of rolling over and taking it for the past three years. Right. And so they felt right. like they could get away with it, but they didn't count on was him snapping him, him, him getting revenge because he was empowered by the evil of Michael Myers, the boogeyman himself. Right. Right. Well, we're going to take another little break and then I'll come to my last question. Uh, well, you know what? I think we got uh, we have a few more minutes. I can go ahead and um, start with with the last question. Um, okay, so the last question I have here is, oh, Jared. Mister Jared is here. Hey, there. Hey, Mister Jared Roberson, my newbie for tonight. He made it. You made it, Jared. Yay! Yeah, Yep. Oh, we have some fresh blood in here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I must say, Jared knows his horror movies, man. I'm taking your word, Jared. His, uh, top horror movies for the year so far on, on his Facebook, and he's got some pretty good taste. So. Yes, he does. Yes. I, 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 you know what? Before I go on to the last question, Jared. I am very uh, uh, glad that you are here, sir. What is, um, who is your favorite character in Halloween Ends? Um, well, I enjoyed Halloween Ends, but of course it has to be Louis Strode. 
Right, right. It, I mean, she's the uh, num number, un uh, number uno, right? She's the number one. Yeah. So, and okay, so who's your least favorite character? If you have one. A lot of people don't, you know, have a least um, favorite. You know, like, I know Halloween ends is like a little bit diverse. Uh -huh. Um I, even though I enjoyed the film, my least character is probably Corey. Like, because they didn't introduce him in the other um, two movies before Halloween Ends, you know? Right, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of off that they introduced him in Halloween Ends, you know? Right, right. And you know what? And that's a good point to make, too. Because uh, we were ta we've been talking all, all night about, you know, the how the story went a different way. And and I I do uh, and I I said this before I think that um, uh, they should have um, kind of uh, if they wanted to do that if they wanted to make a you know uh, a different movie I think they should have ended it in a way where uh, how did I word that guys I how did I say it I I said they oh you were saying you were saying kind of I think you were implying that. Corey maybe should have lived on to live in by yes. another day to officially have the evil pass on. Exactly. Fully, I, I, guess. I think they could yeah. have made another movie. I mean, uh, maybe ended um, ended Halloween ends in a way that they could introduce Corey. Yeah, because I agree with you, um, uh, uh, Jared. I believe that they should have uh, introduce Corey at least in the second one if they wanted to go that route yeah. if they wanted to go the route that yeah. they were going in I do believe that they should have introduced Corey you know first before going into all of that now yeah, I mean, his story you know and ends it his story begins a year after the events of the first two because mm -hmm. the first two take place on the same night in 2018 right and his story really kind of begins in 2019 because before that, like Richard was saying, he was just like an everyday, normal, nerdy, fun, fun loving. You know, he even says at one point, I just wanted to have a good night with Jeremy. Like he was a good kid. Right. He was 21 years old and he, he was just a normal, good kid. And it kind of told us everything. Like that's what I love about the performance of the actor so much is. He really sold that really fast at the beginning of Halloween Ends of like the kind of person he was. Um, right. You know, he was even telling the mom like, "Oh, don't worry about it. That's normal for kids, and you know, I'll take care of it." He right. was concerned about exposing Jeremy to the to the movie The Thing because of the gross effects and like he was another, just another callback to nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I agree that, like, you know, it wouldn't have been as much of a out of left field, I guess. Yeah. With her character. But at the same time, I don't know, like, what you would do with them in the first two because. Right. Yeah, th that's true, Jeremy too. Dies is, right. is just kind of a normal, everyday, fun loving kid. Yeah. Yeah, the kind of kid that would even turn down the chance to have a Heineken while he's babysitting a kid because he right, yeah, right. So like that's the kind of person he was before 
before everything yeah, just fell apart. Not, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I see what y'all are saying for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, Jared, I'm not done with you yet, sir. I want to hear your favorite scene. But we're going to take a little break right, right quick. And um, we'll be right back. All right, uh, Jared, what is your favorite scene of um, Halloween Ends? Um, oh boy, I love, um, see, like, I love Halloween Ends, and um, I knew some people don't, but like, mm -hmm. um, I, there's a lot of favorite scenes, but like, my favorite scene is um, probably the final act where Lori Stroh finally faced off against Michael Myers one on one. And um and the way they killed Michael Myers, I thought was like kind of creative because it's like the ending of a trilogy, so they had to like find a way, you know, to kill Michael Myers creatively. Yeah. To, it doesn't come back, you know. Yeah. Yep. I love that they don't flinch away from him getting sucked into the compactor. Like uh, yeah. so many movies do scenes like that, and they don't really show it. And in this one, you literally see every bit of him get sucked yep. and crushed into that thing, like including his head imploding. Like, yep. So I think they did that so we can see that yes, this he's is gone. the he end. Is gone. <laughs> like there is no. <laughs> like this is the end. Jamie Lee held on to the mask. She did. She didn't put it back on. Jamie, her. Yeah, Lori held on to the mask. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was a symbolism, though. I wonder if that was a sort of symbolism, like Lori's going to be the next shape. No. <laughs> oh, how interesting would that be? <laughs> yeah. That is interesting, though, that they don't toss the mask in with them because you would just think any reminder of him would be. Uh, yeah, because I, I would want to trash that thing for sure. Yeah. Unless he's thinking of it as like a trophy, maybe. Like that he finally defeated her boogeyman after 44 decades. 40, uh, yeah. Life, yeah. That would actually, yeah. That would maybe. make sense too. So, yeah. uh, well, Jerry, just one more question, huh? What is your least favorite scene in Halloween Kills? Or Halloween ends. I'm sorry. <laughs> Halloween um, ends. That one's that one's kind of hard. Oh, I do have a least favorite scene. Um, and I know that Michael Myers is kind of injured from the last of the other two movies, but I didn't. Um, there's one scene that I almost got mad at when I first saw it, and that was Corey easily tackling Michael Myers and then and then told Michael Myers, um. You're just a man behind a mask, or you're nothing but a man behind a mask, and then he just takes the mask off, like he just took down Michael Myers so easily. And then I was like, "Yeah, man, like I almost got mad at that scene." We talked was, about like, that too. <laughs> there was a lot of laughing in the theater when I saw it. I think <laughs> I think that's why ultimately Michael probably when he decides that he's just gonna have to kill Corey because he's like yeah oh, there's only one Michael Myers around here enough to take me down that's not good. <laughs> better take this kid out before he gets you know too 
too big for his britches, basically. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because Michael needed him kind of to rejuvenate himself, but then it's like at that moment, he overtook Michael, and then Michael's probably like, okay, I'm going to have to take care of this little problem because no one's yeah. taking my spot. Right. And right. That point, that's when he comes back full force. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Goes after Corey and then Lori. So. Yes. And, you know what, Jared? I do have to apologize because I was supposed to um, send you guy, guys the questions because Jared is new. But I didn't hear back from Jared, so I didn't know if he was going to uh, be able to make it on or not, which is why I didn't send the questions. And so, Jared, you don't know, but my last question is a, a Bible question, question because I, I do associate this podcast as being a Christian podcast because, you know, I'm a Christian. And, uh, and so my last question is, how does Halloween ends pertain to the Bible? And and I'll um uh, that's the question that we were actually going to uh, we are about to answer uh, when you popped on, and uh, well my answer is this, um, and this is a true story, guys. This morning during my uh, my Bible reading time, I actually came across a scripture that would uh, that kind of fit Corey in a way. Uh, um, the scripture is Colossians. Well, actually, it didn't just fit Corey. It fit the bullies as well. Um, uh, Colossians 3 and 25. It says, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. Now, I was thinking about how Corey came to do wrong because wrong was being done to him. See, Jeremy's death was an accident. There was no malice involved. There was no evil intentions. Um, there was no glee from Corey. As a matter of fact, he was very remorseful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, it destroyed his life. Yes. Yes. And destroyed his perception of himself. Exactly. But yeah. everyone around him treated him so poorly. And when yeah. he met Michael, that evil side just clicked. And man, yeah. did he start right. doing wrong. <laughs> uh, I do believe some people can just snap at any given moment if they are wrong and made out to be a piranha or a stain you know, to society, especially when it's not even true. But we should always try to do good, no matter what, though. I know it's hard, and it's probably also hard to hear. Like, why should we do or be good to people who's not good to us? Well, it's written in Ephesians 4 and 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Be besides, us Christians to know that there's a good reward as well as a bad reward for those who follow or those that or um yeah for those that follow follow christ or don't follow christ which is you know those that follow christ will be a good will get a good reward and those that don't follow christ will um, be, will get a bad reward um uh, like um like if you murder 
somebody, you reap prison time. If you bully some, if you bully someone or you know other people, well, there's only so much. Yeah, there's only so much people can take. You know, if you're violent, you reap violence, and if you're kind, you reap kindness. So that's all I got for that. <laughs> and okay, so I will add Nathan. I'll ask you if you have an opinion on you know if uh, uh, if it, if what how do you think um, Halloween ends pertain to the Bible? But if you don't have an answer, you already know that you don't have to answer it. Yeah, I mean, just kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying, the, the whole like idea of you know violence reaping violence. Or, or just in a more simple terms, just, you know, negativity breeds more negativity, positivity uh, yeah. breeds more positivity. You know, it's interesting how that plays out with the film because you have the, the bullying and, you know, could have, they could have killed him when they threw Corey over the bridge. Uh, yeah. And then One, they would have been know, murderers themselves. You know, he ends up getting, what does he get for that? He ends up getting a blowtorch. Yeah, into his mouth. Yep, getting set on fire. <laughs> that because was a creative kill. You know, I'm telling in, you. In the context of Halloween ends, violence does breed more violence, and the hatred directed at Corey does, you know, to somewhat answer Jeremy's dad's question in the movie. Yeah, I think in in large part the town or did make him a monster. In the, in the case, do create Corey, do turn him, you know. It, part of it is he's thinking I'm being accused of being this monster, so why not become it? And then right. the other part is is he literally is just kind of driven to it because you know you push somebody, anybody, everybody has a breaking point. Everybody, and yes. For, and for Corey, his his reaction was was a violent one. Right. But the way the town turned on him after what happened with Jeremy was a violent response in a way. Mm. Right. Um, either verbally or, or even physically in the case of the bullies. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of a, like you said, a tragic tale of, in this case, in reference to that verse, you know, of violence beginning more violence and hatred right. beginning more hatred and, and kind of the downward spiral that, you, that people can go on without some sort of salvation. Right, right. And uh, now, Jared, I'm not going to ask you the same question because I, I know you wasn't prepared for it, and that's my fault. But the question I'm going to ask you is, um, do you think, because uh, I, I, I did ask the guys this earlier, too. Do you think that, um, that, that people made Corey who he was? Or who or he became? Him all along, yeah. as the dad puts it, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it was the beginning of regret, like he accidentally killed that um, little boy, and then people progressively got it worse, like got him to where he started becoming more evil, um, because people kept messing with him, people kept reminding him of what he did that night, mm -hmm. and, um, and throughout the movie, he just starts getting more evil, but the whole movie is about pretty much how evil can spread. And, like, Corey, um, like, you know, Michael Myers pretty much passes the um, evil to Corey. And um, so 
Yeah, like, if you think about it, um, yeah, like, yeah, um, Halloween is pretty much about how evil can, like, spread over everybody, pretty much. But Corey, the reason it hit Corey so hard is because he, um, he was already living with regret for accidentally killing that little boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like, that's interesting you say it that way, because it's almost like Michael... That's what Michael saw in his eyes when and why he decided not to kill him was he saw, you know, Corey may have been an accidental killer, but he was still a killer. And Michael saw that. And you know what? I did write. I I, I forgot where I put it in my notes, but I do have in my notes that I love the contrast between six year old Michael killing his sister and then Corey killing a six year old kid. Yeah. So I like yeah. that contrast. I do like the contrast. Interesting. I never, I never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. yeah. That's another oh, thing yeah. I was it, thinking it, about it, when I was watching it, was, uh, it the, uh, uh, just yesterday. I was thinking about that. Like, Michael was six years old when he killed his sister. And Jeremy was six years old when he got unintentionally killed. Maybe that's why he wasn't successful when he became Michael. Why he ultimately wasn't successful, because if you think about it, at the beginning, Jeremy says, Michael Myers doesn't kill kids, he kills the babysitters. Babysitters. And Corey's story starts with him killing the kid, albeit by accident, but he kills the kid. And then ultimately, when he becomes Michael Myers, he's not very good at it or successful at it, because ultimately, because he broke even Michael Myers' one rule. Mm-hmm. Which is apparently you don't kill kids. killing children because they established that too in the flashback and uh, Halloween Kills where they show uh, I can't remember the character's name but Tommy's friend uh, the Allison's boyfriend, boyfriend's dad oh. um, the other adult man that is at the bar with them um, that goes into the house at the end and gets killed. Um, they show that Michael, he, he has a face-to-face confrontation with Michael as a boy on that night. And Michael doesn't kill him. He walks away. And so that's an interesting point to make. That was Lonnie. Mike, yeah, Lonnie. Yeah, and so Michael Myers, he, as evil as he is, doesn't kill kids. And Corey's entire story is hinged on the fact that he has killed a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's true. it's almost like he was set up to not be a good successor to Michael that would never truly succeed, that Michael ultimately has to take out because he's too unhinged and unstable because his entire legacy is built upon a throne of the death of a child, which is something Michael would never do. Right. That's, now, that is interesting. Mm. That's interesting, and that, that and that kind of takes us away from the first um, timeline because in the first timeline, I mean, he went after Jamie. Now, now, do we think that he was trying to kill Jamie in part four, or was he just trying to kidnap her? Yeah, that's kind of how they play it in the Rob Zombie ones with him going after Lori, because in Halloween two, like. He ultimately gets Lori, but he doesn't kill her. He takes her to this place where he has all these mementos from their family. 
and everybody think I think everybody thinks like in the Rob Zombie ones. I think everybody thinks like he's trying to kill her, but the way they play it, it's almost like he's trying to like reunite with her in his own kind of weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, yeah, interesting that they've kind of played around with that in a couple of the the interpretations. Of wow, the man, we'll be here for another hour. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, those are my favorite. As much as I love this new legacy trilogy, the Rob Zombie ones are, are my favorite. Yeah, I do not like the Rob. As you already know, Nathan, you already yeah. know, I do not. <laughs> I just <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> but um, uh, but uh, uh, but okay, Richard, and you know, keep in mind, you do not have to answer if you don't have an opinion on it. But, I want to know. Some Latrice, I was gonna try and find something from the Torah. I completely forgot to look. Uh, that's that's <laughs> completely all right. That's completely okay. I, I think I took care of it for everybody here. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That was a good. That was but, a good poll. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh well, uh, Jared, there is something that I did forget to ask you though. Uh, I think you mentioned it though but uh what is your uh favorite creative kill scene now all the halloween movies even my least favorite has some type of like very good kill uh-huh uh, my favorite kill is probably that's hard but my favorite kill is probably the end of Halloween Kills because of the stakes were there. Like, you didn't expect Michael Myers to get up and actually win for once and then takes out the whole mob. And then, um, like, as a cliffhanger, yeah, that's probably my favorite kill, even though it's multiple. But, yeah, that one's hard. Uh, yeah. Well, how how about the Halloween Ends? What was your – do you have a, a favorite creative kill in Halloween Ends? Oh, yeah, when Corey – took out um his bullies like when Corey drove in and took out his bullies and then that um I believe it's like a ranch or something he had um no I like the part when he ran that one of his bullies over yeah that's my favorite uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about that, that too that was what I was talking about Defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why didn't she just run away? I mean, she could have saved herself if she just ran. In my opinion. <laughs> I mean, even if, did... I don't know. As close as he was, even if he would have just jumped off the fence, she would have been on the ground on the other side of it. Oh, uh, that's true. It. That's true. But, but Stacy made it. I mean, she didn't make it far because he does kill her. But yeah. <laughs> but she made it. <laughs> Yeah, she makes it all the way over, and then the other girl, like, makes it over, but she's still, like, towards the top and trying to crawl down when, when he hits the fence. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I don't know. It might have been – I'm trying to think if it would have been any better if she would have dropped to the ground, honestly. But if she would have, like – unless she landed right on her feet and started running right away. But uh, yeah, that 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 could have been something. But I, but I don't know. But then we wouldn't have her cool death scene either when he stomps on her face. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, guys, I don't have any more um, questions, but I do have five fun facts. Um, And my first fun fact is um, what we already discussed. 
uh, producer J uh, Jason Bloom reiterated that while it would not be the final film in the series, it will be the last Halloween movie under Blumhouse with the rights of the film series reverting to producer Malik Akai following the release of uh, Halloween Ends. He has jokingly quoted his late father, Mustafa Akai, who had always quoted series star Donald Pleasance when asked how many Halloween movies he was going to make. He laughed and said, said I'm going to stop at, 20, at 22. 22? <laughs> He's going to stop at how many, 22. I mean, how many is it now? Like, uh, let's see. Uh, counting. Let's 11. See. There's been 11? No, there's actually 13. Um, well, I, uh, I don't count the Rob Zombie ones. Well, that's what I mean, like total, like including. The oh, Rob total? Zombie. Then, yeah, 13. Like all the timelines. Yeah, because yeah. if you're going to count Season of the Witch, you definitely have to count Rob Zombie. Right, so, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> even I so. think that. <laughs> and I don't yeah. even like the Rob Zombie Halloween. I mean, it, it is the most disjointed, but like I said, it, it, I think it's fun for the fans because every fan has their favorite timeline, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because so. I'm telling you, my favorite timeline is the original. You know, you got yeah. one, two, Four, five, four. and six. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then some people are like bananas crazy for the alternate universe of season of the witch, and um, you know. And then there's people like me that love the Rob Zombie ones the best, and plenty of fans of the new trilogy. And, I mean, right. and, then, and then, but, you have the, then you have the fans that like um, H2O. Yeah, I was gonna say the and five, the, people, yeah, yeah, the, the five people that like the H2O timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, I don't hate that movie. It's just, I don't know. I, it's I don't, I it's just not as for me with the H2O storyline or the timeline. It just didn't do the Halloween justice. I mean, at least, at least, um, the Bloomhouse trilogy did some kind kind of justice to Michael Myers. Yeah. But for the H2O storyline and then Halloween Resurrection, right. it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't do anything for me. That's what I'm saying. What's worse, Tori's story or Buster Rhymes fighting Michael Myers? <laughs> like, I mean, come on, people. <laughs> After he's Can we be fair for once? <laughs> Can we be fair? <laughs> 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 I, I I I mean I I I just didn't like. Um, I mean, <laughs> I I can. I mean, I I appreciate that they tried to be comedic with, it, and I think that's probably what what drew that lost me. That's what, because I don't. Uh, I oh, with resurrection. Yes, with resurrection. Yeah. I. Don't get me wrong. I love a good horror comedy movie. I love right. it. But if it goes too crazy, if it's too right. out there, if it's too silly, I'm not going to like it. I mean, it kind of, like I said, I love all the Halloween movies. So if and when I watch Resurrection, it's when I'm in the mood for a silly Michael Myers movie. <laughs> right. You know, because, you know, so they all have their, their 
place, I guess. But I mean, I just so I, horrible that I'd never watch them. But I mean, I I just can't do it. It just uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the resurrection one and the H2O one, you know, it, both of them are just um and, and H2O. I I don't know. I I just feel like. Because H2O was the seventh movie, right? Yes. So, because we were talking earlier about how six was kind of dissatisfying. And so it's almost like, I wonder if, like, because of audience reactions to six, they almost, like, had to overcorrected the other direction. And and even more so with Resurrection. Like, like it's almost like they course-corrected a a bit too much and ended up making something that was so far off the mark that, yeah... I mean, you got to think that, that that the whatever the reception was at the time for six had to have some bearing on to why it became so different after that. Right, right. I agree. Well, I would move on to the cast and crew that has passed on, but nobody has passed on. Um, yeah, from the yes, yes, they the get a chance. Truth, I'm sorry, but you only gave us one fun fact. Oh, did I? I sure did. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm just <laughs> losing my train of thought here. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, my, my fun fact number two is um, Corey Cunningham, who is played by Ron Campbell. And uh, Richard, you mentioned this. Um, it, Corey Cunningham is a new character inspired by Arnie Cunningham, who is played by go. Keith Gordon and Christine. Uh, when we are introduced to Corey in Halloween Ends, he is shown to have a similar haircut, an identical blue button-up shirt, and a pair of black glasses, okay. reminiscent of Arnie's character. What is Arnie from again? Christine. Uh, Christine. Oh, Christine. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I did do a discussion on Christine, guys. Uh, you got guys should check it out we had a good time on that um that was with me uh rachel stone david hahn and his wife we had a ball discussing christine um my fun fact number three is the high school kids ride in a black convertible this is a homage to halloween five and the character of mike who obsesses over his black convertible in that film. And both cars end up being vandalized. <laughs> yep. Because of how obsessed their owners are with them, if their antagonists know what to do to mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> he writes Psycho on the hood. Um, uh, my fun fact number four is, in December 2021, it was revealed that Kyle Richards would be reprising her role for the film. Initially, the character was not expected to return for the film, but following the positive reception to Richards' performance, the script was rewritten to give her an expanded role. I liked her role in ends. Like, the way that her and Laurie and Allison kind of fell in together to help each other right yeah yeah like it made sense and and they played yeah and and i love the fact that you know she was uh she was who lori went to when you know when she was feeling that Corey was 
was yeah. kind of loony, yeah. you know. Yeah, and she's the one that brought Lori to, you know, Jeremy's dad. So, yeah, I, the way they utilized her, especially, like, giving her, like, a role. Because in Halloween Kills, she was kind of the victim the whole time. Yes. And, and whereas in this one, she got to be, like, a whole person and, like, a, a, a character that was safe and, and this uh, yes. time and was able to actually, like, kind of be there for the other characters. Now, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't say this before, but I'm going to say it now. I loved the fa- fact where, um, when, when everybody was walking behind the police car, when they were, um, uh, transporting Michael to the oh, dump. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I love the fact that the little boy, um, Julian yeah. was there. The, from the first one. Yes, I love that. I love Oh, yes, yeah. He's like, I watch porn. And she's like, no, you're not going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so cool to see his, the same actor again. Yes, it was that cool was to see him. So cool. Yeah. That, he he was, he's like the antithesis of Jeremy. He's like the coolest little kid to babysit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Well, you know what? We'll have to take a one last break, guys, before I can give you the fifth and final fun fact. We'll be right, right back. All right, Warriors, we are back. And this will be our last commercial break, guys. I, I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, my fifth and final fact, uh, Richard, thank you so much for letting me know that I only did that one. I, I, was, I, was, I for sure, was about to move on. Uh, but um, my fifth and final fact is um, the guitar player, Zach Myers, of Shine Down. Now, I've never, I've never heard of that rock group i don't know if you guys have okay um he has a small cameo during the first diner scene of the movie his real name is in fact michael zachary myers he has been on set on several halloween movies over the past um years over the past several years and halloween is his favorite film he also has several michael myers masks some custom made, and even has several displayed on stage during concerts. Oh, nice. And uh, that is when we would move on to the cast and crew that has passed away. But like I said uh, before, nobody has passed on, so they are free to act in other movies. The Even the crew, guys, even the, uh, all of the crew is still alive, too. So, uh, but um, so I'm going to go on to the Brewers' reaction now, Jared. I'm not sure if you knew that I do have a group page, um, and and if you want to um join, sir, you most certainly can. I I think I never rung it up to you because I know that you yourself have a group page, and I didn't want you, you know I didn't want you to become overwhelmed. Or, you know, uh, with another group. Um, but if you do want to join, sir, you most definitely can. Um, uh, 
I, I asked my groupers, I say, hey, everyone, I'm sure everybody that has seen Halloween ends has an, uh, has an opinion about it, whether good or bad. A lot of people hated it, but at the same time, everybody loved it. Where do you stand, warriors? I asked them, I said, did you love Halloween ends? Did you hate Halloween ends? Did you have a favorite character or did you have a favorite scene? Uh, now, I ha have 11 comments, uh, but I'm going to just read off three. And 10 of them are negative. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so let's, let's try to... <laughs> uh, I'll try to find the positive ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jay Bullington says, I didn't understand all the commotion about the focus on the character besides Michael Myers. I love the fact that they did something really different this time around. I really enjoyed it. The, that's Jay, positive. That's, I like Jay. Every time that's I positive thing Jay, one. Yes, yes. Uh, well, Brianna Avery. Well, it's not positive or negative. She says I've never seen it. <laughs> that that's actually positive compared to. <laughs> most, people, most people's reactions. <laughs> and uh, Christy Eskimoris, she'll be the last one. She says, I really liked that we finally get a Lori slash Michael showdown. I think the concept was cool, but it was not what fans were expecting. I still liked it for what it was, but I understand why some were disappointed. That's a good one, too. So yeah, that that's my three that that I'll read off. Well, guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. I don't have any more questions, no more fun facts. Nobody has passed on, and um, that was the end of. Uh, well, you know, I only read three um, uh, groupers reactions reactions. So we have come to the end, and uh, and really, we could go for another hour with this movie because there's just so much depth to it. But, um, but, but yeah, we, got a super, we have a supersized Halloween movie that was almost two hours. Now we got a supersized, uh, podcast. Again, yeah, uh, that is so true. That's so you true. You know, it's actually remarkable, Latrice, that no one did pass on considering they made this movie like, right. During COVID. During yes. COVID, yeah. I mean like yeah. 2021 at the latest maybe. So like, yes, yeah, you are so right. Going on. So the fact that nobody died is, is actually pretty remarkable. Uh, yes. Yes. Because I do, I have heard of some actors that has passed away yeah. from um, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and no crew either. That's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, blessed. Great. They were yeah, blessed. Definitely. 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 So, yeah, uh, but, um, but yeah, thank you for being, uh, Jared, I especially thank you, sir. My gosh, you know, I, I didn't think you were going to make it. I was hoping that you would, and you did. I, I thank you, sir. Uh, and like I just said, uh, um, you can for sure join the Horror Movie Warriors group if you want. Um, uh, I'll, I'll invite you on if you want me to. Uh, you know, because we are Facebook friends. I'll go ahead and invite you on. Uh, I, I hope you have fun, Garrett. I hope you did. Yeah, because I, did. I do yeah. want you to come back. Um, as a matter of fact, guys, on November 1st, I am going to be dropping the um, the schedule for season 32. 
Now, uh, not, no, I'm sorry, season 33. But I, I am going to drop the schedule for season 32 as well. But season um, uh, 32 is actually already filled up because that's what, then when I'm doing Stranger Things. I'm doing the Stranger Things. Um, uh, and um, people have already, you know, li are already lined up for that one. So, uh, but... For season 33, that will be in February. That's going to be done in February. And uh, Nathan, uh, I believe you are uh, in March for the Chucky series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In February, you do, you do all Black Love, Girl, right? Right. Well, Lovecraft Country um, didn't get as many people. I got a whole lot of people that is going to be on Stranger Things. Not many people wanted to be on the Lovecraft Country, nor the Chunky series. So, I uh, what's gonna yeah I know right. So what's gonna country. happen is uh, Lovecraft Country is gonna be a two parter, and Chunky is gonna be a two parter as well. And I think I have you down for the we're gonna be talk discussing the first uh, four episodes of Chucky. And then uh, on Saturday, I'll be discussing the last uh, four episodes. Of well, if you're still doing Lovecraft Country, I thought I thought I had signed up for that. Oh, uh, did you? I, I, well, if not, I will. Like, okay, I okay. yeah, I, yeah. I'll I'll put you on. Still, but I have it on video, and I wanted to watch it. I wanted to reason to watch it. So okay, I, I, I'll put you on. I'll probably put you on uh, Friday's episode because uh, yeah, I whatever you, whatever you need for your, whatever the needs are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I can watch it before February. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a two-parter. Uh, uh, Lovecraft Country is. Yeah. It's going to be Friday and Saturday, and then after that, it. I'm going. It's just the regular schedule, and I do have new movies galore for um February and 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 they're African American movies or either uh, because that's my uh, you know I always yeah. do African American month in February. Yeah. So I love that. Yes. So uh you guys uh take a look at that schedule when it drops it will drop yeah. November the 1st. Okay? All right. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Uh Jared, I'm going to send you um a request to join the group as soon as we get off here. Okay. All right. And uh, uh, like I said, you know, you don't, uh, uh, it's no pressure at all, uh, Jared, because I know that you yourself have a group that you already, one second, guys. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. that you're already, you know, administering, you know, administering or whatever. So no pressure, sir. No pressure. Uh, but uh um, I also okay. wanted to mention now, uh, Richard, if you remember last week, Friday for Friday the 13th for that episode, okay. I mentioned that I was going to um, start selling my shirts again. Uh, and I am, but I didn't promote it any this week because I got lazy. I have to confess, I got, lazy. I got <laughs> lazy. I got lazy. I, I did not promote the shirts this week. But I am going to start promoting them. As a matter of fact, I, um, I'll, I'll start promoting them tomorrow. Um, they will be, they're at a discounted price too, guys. And they will stay discounted 
until um, probably then probably even after Black Friday. So that they're discounted. Um, you guys can uh, you guys will have the link. It'll be on the um, group page tomorrow, starting to tomorrow. I promise. I promise. Tomorrow it will. There will be. Uh, it will be there. <laughs> Anybody who's out there is listening, get a shirt. Yes, it looks now, fantastic. I, 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 I do have the shirt on. Um, the H is gone, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was, wear I this so I much. Was imagining that, I was like, is it? Is she missing the H? Yes, <laughs> okay. yes, I am. I thought I was imagining that. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> okay. I, I wear this shirt so much that you know, okay. <laughs> and, and I wash it so much that so, um, yeah, the letters are coming off, but um. Speaking of Black Friday, why don't we have a good horror movie about Black Friday? It seems like that day is ripe for some kind of mass killing or something. Like, well, can, yeah, like, like yeah, kind of like, well, like the movie Chopping Mall would be if it would have, like, been similar to what its name was. Well, <laughs> yes, of yes. Laser Robot Mall. <laughs> <laughs> well they, they do have a movie um called black friday i i don't have it on my schedule but i'll probably um put oh, it on a my... horror movie about black friday yeah yeah yep okay that's what i was wondering i was like is there it just seems like a day that like we're finally getting it should black, black friday because I'm, I'm thinking of a movie called black christmas yeah black christmas yeah yeah, yeah. But it just seems all the hysteria and chaos and sometimes violence that surrounds Black Friday, it just seems like that would be a good that. opportunity for some, like, serial killer to, like, get away with some stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and and that's exactly what Black Friday is about. Thanksgiving. Have you all seen the trailer for that? Maybe oh, it. yes, I have. Yes. Eli Roth Thanksgiving. I love that they're finally making another grindhouse. Uh, I, I, I'm 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 glad that they're finally making a, a slasher film. My God, I I got yeah. really tired of all the possession, all the yeah. possession films. I'm like, come on, guys, what about the slashers? Give them Speaking some of love. Slashers, if y'all haven't seen Totally Killer on Amazon, Prime, I have. I love so it. Fun. I just want to add for that. Yeah, it's fun. It's yes, it is fun. really it's fun. fun. I like the eighties. Yes. Well, yeah. Doug, I love Davies. Yeah. That's why I love yeah. it. Hey, Latrice, I got one for you. Yeah. Psycho Beach Party. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds awesome. <laughs> it is. Oh, that That's sounds amazing. cheesy. It and is, you know, I love cheesy. Wonder, it's wonderfully cheesy. Like, uh, the kid who played Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I did see that. I saw oh, that. Did. Okay. Yep, I saw okay. that as soon as as Wait, soon as you on, said Xander from I I, I don't know I seen Mason it. I I saw it a couple of years ago and uh, okay. this is like before streaming was even a oh, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is so pretty old. I think it was done in the early two thousands because I think they had. That's about right. I think they had ended Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. That sounds fun, though. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It was very cheesy. And, you know, I love yeah. my cheese. I love yeah. my cheesy horror movies. Now, Jared, now what I, I don't know is, um, are you like me? Do you like the 80s or do you just love all of it? I mean, like, the 80s and 90s are the best era for, like, 
any movie, to be honest, whether that be action, comedies. Um, yeah, horror, I agree with you. Like, yeah, but I, I like all of it, but the 80s and 90s, it's, they can't capture that magic now, like, from the 80s and 90s, because those are, like, the best era for horror movies and action movies, you know? Yeah, I love those eras, 80s and 90s. Yes. Oh, and Jared's another one, uh, 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 Nathan. He loves the Fast and the Furious franchise. Nice. Yes. And I finally got a chance to see Fast X, and I just fell in love. I need to see it still. I I wasn't able to see it in theaters, and I haven't really been able to buy a lot of physical media. Right, right. Well, uh, if you have Peacock, it's on Peacock. Okay. I need to get Peacock again. They have some really good stuff on there now. They do. They, they do. really do. They have good horror content too. They, they oh my gosh, yeah, the I horror mean, content for, is yeah, really really good. Non horror streaming services, they've got. I mean, it's because they they have Universal, and so they have a pretty good catalog of horror. Oh yes, have, Universal is Universal. Universal so. has been very very good with the yeah. horror genre. Yes. Yeah. So, well, guys, I I loved this discuss this discussion. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of, I was like, Lord, what is gonna happen? Because I didn't really like the movie. I didn't, you know, but I loved this discussion. This yeah. discussion. I think we fleshed out a lot. Yeah. I I and do. Hopefully, you know, my hope as a lover of this film is that maybe someone listening to this that didn't like it maybe t- can take something away from the discussions we've had. Yeah. Actually from, get something out of this. Yeah. From all like, from it. all four of us, because I think all four yeah. of us, you know, had oh, something yeah. different to bring to the yeah. table. Like me, you know, like I said, yeah. I view this movie as a tragic love story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if that's the way you have to approach it, like, if it's think of it as a good movie, if you have to think of it as, as not a Michael Myers movie, then you know that's fine. Because I, I think just from a script standpoint, a story standpoint, it's a strong film regardless of its tethering to the franchise or not. Right, right. Yeah. And with that being said, guys, uh, well, tomorrow I will be on um, doing Slumber Party Massacre three. I can't wait for that one. That one is cheesy, too. And you guys know I love my cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And then on Sunday, I will be discussing Wes Craven's new nightmare. So until then, guys, this has been Latrice Carter, uh, Jared Roberson, Nathan Dilla, and Richard Moylan. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.